This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Congressman Barry Moore believes the polls are even more positive than ever. For Donald Trump and his 2024 presidential bid, Moore spoke about it with 1819 News CEO Brian Dawson on the 1819 News podcast. And, and I don't know what, what links they're going to go. They obviously are, are willing to go to quite amount of links to indict him, I think, four times now, arrest him, put his mugshot out there. Every time he rises in the polls. Yeah, isn't it fantastic? I, last night, McLaughlin and Associates Trump campaign sends uh, me their polling data, usually in the evenings or every other day. Whenever something comes out now, yeah. they'll send it to me. And McLaughlin, they are some of the best pollsters in the nation. And we yeah. used Jim McLaughlin for years. I've known him. Him and his brother do a fantastic job. They actually have Trump winning the Electoral College in a landslide and in, in swing states, Brian, 49 yeah. to 41. So this indictment process where I think what happened, a lot of the minority communities have seen the weaponization of government against them. And they felt like it's been a bit familiar. They're very familiar. So these as these these rappers start seeing these mugshots of President Trump and they're going, wait a minute. Now, this guy, he he went to bat for us and maybe he's more like us than we realize and all yeah. that they see the abuse of power and yeah. they, they don't they fear that yeah. and they don't they don't respond well to that and so it's i love the fact that he's going up in the polls every time he get, he gives a, he said in birmingham the, yeah. Montgomery the other night he said another indictment i got this nomination down pat and yeah. it's true it seems like every time they indict him he goes up in the polls one more he'll be in the 70s amen amen <laughs> The CEO of the Retirement Systems of Alabama, David Bronner, recently wrote in a newsletter to the RSA a warning against the state of Alabama creating education savings accounts for parents and students, which would typically be done through a school choice bill. Bronner was heavily critical of the ESA idea, calling it an extreme form of school choice that will jeopardize public schools. Bronner is the father of three adult children at this point, all of which were sent to a private school in Montgomery years ago that required thousands of dollars a year in tuition fees. Bronner's three children were listed as alumni at the grades K through 12 Montgomery Academy, and they all graduated from the school in the years 1996, 97, and 2004. Bronner's comments made in the newsletter come months after Governor Ivey publicly announced her support of school choice in Alabama and the creation of ESAs. Austell USA, based out of Mobile, has been awarded another contract with the U.S. Navy. Austell was given a $91 million contract to design and build landing craft utility vessels known as LCUs. These landing craft are placed aboard amphibious assault ships and can be used to deliver vehicles, personnel, and cargo from the sea to the shore and then back. Austell is still in production when it comes to other U.S. Navy ships, such as the salvage and rescue ships and the Navy's 90,000-square-foot auxiliary floating dry dock. Schedules are coming out from Major League Bass Fishing for 2024, and it's going to include some locations in North Alabama. The 2024 Toyota Series will start the fishing competition next February in Lake Gunnersville. Another event in April will be held at Smith Lake in Coleman, and the Toyota Series Championship will be held a few months later at Wheeler Lake in Huntsville. And three head coaches at Auburn University are kicking off the sports season in that college town with a big night of praise and worship. This will be held at Neville Arena in Auburn. Coaches Bruce Pearl, Hugh Freeze, and Butch Thompson all placed videos on their social media accounts in order to promote the event. Here's Coach Pearl. Listen, I want to see Neville Arena full on September 12th for a big night of worship and connection. And I want you to bring your friends but you don't want to miss what God's about to do in your life and in their life and on this campus. 
For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Biden administration has now canceled the seven remaining oil and gas leases that are within the National Wildlife Refuge in Alaska, commonly referred to as ANWR. This move by Biden cancels the leases that were done under the Trump administration. The Associated Press is reporting that Biden may have canceled these leases after first enraging environmentalists when he approved an oil project in another part of Alaska, which is headed up by ConocoPhillips. That oil leasing is called the Willow Project and is currently embroiled in litigation from those who object to Biden's approval of it. Biden is blaming climate crisis as to why he must take urgent action when it comes to the natural wonders of Alaska and therefore cancel these leases in Anwar. Democrat Congresswoman Mary Patola from Alaska said she's deeply frustrated with the actions of the Biden administration in first approving the Willow Project and then canceling the Anwar leases. She says she'll continue to fight for Alaska's ability to explore and develop their own natural resources. And Republican Congressman Dan Sullivan of Alaska simply called the move a war on Alaska. The House Select Committee on the Coronavirus Pandemic have now released more documents that they were able to obtain through a Freedom of Information Act from the Department of Health and Human Services. Those documents reveal that employees within the National Institute of Health, especially Anthony Fauci, used the insecure phone app from China called WeChat to communicate U.S. government business that's related to COVID-19. The subcommittee chairman, Brad Renstrup of Ohio, has sent a letter to HHS Secretary Javier Becerra demanding answers as to why U.S. government officials would use a platform known to be used as a surveillance tool by the Chinese Communist government. The subcommittee is seeking to find the full scope of how that app was used among NIH employees, and they even indicated that Fauci may have known about it and participated in a national security threat and that American taxpayers deserve answers on this issue. Donald Trump has informed a Georgia court that he is reserving the right to seek to move his criminal case in Fulton County, Georgia, to a federal court instead. The court filings were made this week. Trump's attorneys have 30 days to seek the removal of his case. Following the official arraignment, Trump waived his right to be physically present at the arraignment, which occurred last week. Trump's former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, has already requested that the trial against him be moved to federal court. Attorneys for Meadows argued that all their client did was set up meetings and phone calls for the president and election officials in Georgia following the 2020 election, and as such, Meadows was simply performing his duties as a federal employee. When it comes to the 2020 election, the state of Michigan has been in the news for the past four weeks or so due to reports coming from the Gateway Pundit about an investigation by Michigan police into voter registration fraud in Muskegon County, as was discovered by the county clerk. Now more whistleblowers in that state are coming forward and they're sharing the contents of a Facebook page that Michigan City and County clerks shared when it comes to election details and policies. On that Facebook page, one Michigan City clerk asked if other clerks were all getting last-minute voter registrations from the Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson's office. That clerk also revealed that the voter registrations that they were receiving were incomplete. Other clerks confirmed that they were getting the same thing, and many were dated from months earlier. One clerk reported that she got 185 last-minute voter registrations from the Secretary of State the day before the election, while others received them on the day of the election. Many of these clerks and other residents have urged state lawmakers to amend election laws to eliminate this type of chaos, confusion, and to also clean up the voter rolls in that state. All of those amendments were defeated by a Democrat-controlled Michigan state legislature. 
When it comes to Democrat control in New York City, the Democrat mayor, Eric Adams, has insisted in the past that illegal immigrants should be welcomed into the U.S. and offered sanctuary. Now this week, Adams has spoken before his city council and he's insisting on something much different. Let me tell you something, New Yorkers. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now with 110,000. The city we knew, we're about to lose. A New York City teacher was given a legal victory by a court after he got fired during the height of COVID. Michael Kane and nine other teachers filed a lawsuit against the school district after they refused to get the COVID-19 vaccine and were fired from their jobs. Kane spoke about it on OAN News. It's a decent win for 10 of us, but it doesn't even scratch the surface for just the thousands of people whose constitutional and re- religious liberties were just stomped on. As a matter of fact, I, I just got back from my school when I went. Uh, my principal was fantastic, but she said it's still under review. So they didn't take me in to actually work today. They might appeal, but it's still a landmark decision. It sets precedent that uh, we're, we're extremely excited about. Over in Hawaii, a former congresswoman for that state, Tulsi Gabbard, is blasting the U.S. government's response to residents of Lahaina, who had their homes and livelihoods destroyed by fires on August 8th. Gabbard spoke on the Joe Rogan podcast. It's happened two or three times now where the Pentagon has said, oh, we miscalculated how much money we had set aside for Ukraine. So we have an extra four billion to send now that we didn't know we had. And this has happened a few times. Secretary of State Tony Blinken went to Kiev yesterday promising, hey, we're going to give you another billion now. And this is the thing. When I was out there in Maui, Person after person was like, Tulsi, tell me what would happen if we started to call ourselves Ukraine? You think they would give us some money then mm. to take care of our families, right. to put, to <laughs> fix our roofs, you know, yeah. that, that have been torn up by the hurricane winds that came through to make sure we have clean water to drink? You think they might pay attention to us then? You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 